Welcome to Level 7, a podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Episode 281, Runaways, Season 2, Episode 3, Double Zeros. Hello and welcome to... Welcome to Level 7, a podcast about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and all that that entails, which right now, that's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. And it's only going to get more. You know, we have more episodes that are not about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. than episodes that are about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's wild, man. Isn't that crazy? Because that's why we started this podcast in the first place was just Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And we considered just doing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then we said, no, we're going all in. Did we put our foot down collectively? Um, There might have been some feet getting put down. But, yeah. you know, I, I tend to not want to insult people about their <laughs> physical appearance. So I didn't put down anybody's feet. But there might have been some people putting down putting down feet. Um. That's just me. I, I, I'm a peacemaker. So I, I can honestly say that went the other direction than I was thinking of. I was not intending to make. Yeah. <laughs> it, by the way, I still get in the first Ghostbusters movie. It took me a long time to get that he was putting whatever the Oscar down. So kids go watch the first Ghostbuster movies in, in which um, Bill Murray says to Oscar, you're a drain on society and your mother's, you know, whatever and he and he insults the kid and he puts him down a long time a very long time before i got that joke hi guys i'm Stuart, by the way and uh <laughs> and, I'm it's great to, and that's ben <laughs> and it's great to be back and and talking about some some marvel's runaways i'm sorry i've lost my voice maybe i'll find it later <laughs> yeah so i am ben and i have just gotten done watching that's right. Season one, episode 10 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And so uh, I literally watched that season, mid-season cliffhanger and then stepped into my office to, to record this episode. So you're ready does to it, talk about the return like of Mike old... Peterson? And yeah. <laughs> does it feel like old times? It is fun watching those episodes with my kids uh, as they're just watching it they don't have any idea what's what's to come and you know they're, so they're it's just unfolding for them and i'm watching it with all that hindsight and um i'm actually trying to figure out like is, is there something i could do with this uh on microphone you know to i, I thought about doing like a, a rewatch um bonus series or something like that uh for like on our patreon feed or something like that because it's it's been fun and it's something that i i could you know, it wouldn't be like long episodes, but just talk about like chunks of episodes at a time, like the first five episodes, then the second five episodes or something. I, I don't know if, if anyone listening right now who is on Patreon who would like to you know hear something like that. Let us know, because um, I think I think that might be fun. But you could we could definitely do like half seasons. That might be a well, five and five is quarter seasons. Yeah, OK, you know, so and yeah, I'm, oh, I'm going to. S- all I'm going to say about that is make sure you show them Winter Soldier when it's time. Oh, I will be. I will be. Now, we did skip Dark World. <laughs> uh, well, everyone should. They haven't seen it, though. None of my kids have seen it. Uh, although, uh, no, my son has seen it, but my, none of my daughters have seen it. And So you're raising him right. It's good. <laughs> the episode comes up and I'm like, well, we don't have time. It's a school night. We don't have time to watch a whole movie tonight. <laughs> I, but – but it's ties it, and then I was like, "Oh wait, <laughs> um, it doesn't. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't tie it." Do you remember when they cleaned up <laughs> after after the Norwegian gods after the battle, and then they went to a whole other place in the world and dealt with other different Norwegian things? Yeah, that was the tie-in. Oh yeah, yeah. You'd, okay. be, you'd be better to tie in the fact that that Will Riker directed that episode. That's true. 
That's true. I told them that. I told the kids that. And they're like, I don't care. And then you made them, like you should have, watch Best of Both Worlds and wait three months and then watch Best of Both Worlds Part <laughs> 2. So, all right. Double zeros from Runaways, though. That's the other thing that I watched just recently. <laughs> that is an episode of a different show. And uh, it's... Uh, this episode introduces a brand new character. A character that mm-hmm. I'm... I'm hesitant to talk too much about um, partially because he's just at the end of this episode, but Mm -hmm. also because um, he has such a short term in the comic books that I'm afraid to talk about him too much might, there might be a spoiler. I don't know. I haven't seen the end of the season, so I don't know if it's a spoiler or not. And the other thing is the character in the comics is completely different from the character here. Well, is there, I mean, maybe, maybe you want to wait on this, but is there a way you can speak to the character in the comics in very general terms? Uh, possibly. We'll, we'll talk about it when we, when we get to him. Okay. And we may just touch on it a little bit because he's only in that very last little yeah. bit of this episode. Yeah. Or, I mean, that could be our, our post-credit conversation too. It would just be to could talk be. about that. You want to do spoilers real quick? Yeah. Spoiler policy is uh, if we haven't talked about it on the podcast, we will not talk about it in this episode. Um, Anything that came before this episode in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we will talk about, um, except for things we haven't talked about yet. Like, you know, episode three of Punisher. (laughs) So, yeah, um, you you might have noticed we're not talking about episode three of Punisher because we are doing a little bit of flip flop back and forth. And what are we what are we calling that again, Ben? Uh (laughs) What what is it? Is what is it? Un- unofficially in? Uh, I guess you could call it headcanon uh, for me. Um, we're calling it the run pun run because we're watching a run of episodes that are runaways and some are Punisher. And I have a feeling you're just going to, I don't know, mock me about that every time. No, no. I actually I think it's pretty ingenious. I wish I came up with it. Well, okay. Well. I just also think it's funny <laughs> and I'm not necessarily trying to mock you about it. No, no, you're not trying to, <laughs> you're just doing it, you know, and it's a big difference. So that's true. All right. <laughs> so runaways. Yeah. Uh, this is the show about the teenagers, not the show about the murderous vigilante. And there is a lot of murdering that goes on in this show though. Um, I don't know what's what's worse, but there is a lot of killing and a lot of lying. In fact, my main takeaway from this episode was everybody is lying to everybody. So we start out with this episode with a lying liar who lies. That's Molly. (laughs) And she helps out a woman who is being harassed by her, quote, boyfriend, Molly uses her powers, but as she run away, runs away, the woman says to the man who is harassing her, she has the same eye eyes as him. She has the same eyes as him. What? It's a mystery. It's a mystery. Now, we do come back to these uh, same people at the end of the episode. Uh, we don't see anybody else with glowing eyes in this episode, though. So That's the mystery, true. and in my notes, well, I I put in just who is him, or who is he, for grammatically correct, but who is him in quotes, to you know, because I'm quoting what, the person. But what I liked about this is if you weren't paying attention, you could have missed it. Yeah, I, I guess you could have. That's true uh, of like literally everything ever. Well, and, yeah, that's that's very true. It's very true, and 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 honestly, that's very true. But in this instance, she it they didn't have the camera on her. They didn't have the spotlight on her, and said, "By the way, pay attention to this line." It was something that was said in a wide shot, and sort of almost under her breath. So, just pointing that out. But if you watch things as I do. With the closed caption on, you're gonna you're you're gonna notice things. Yeah, you you definitely do. I'm just I'm just saying that as the general person, they could have missed it. They could have, but it sets up some sort of mystery 
Who is mm-hmm. him? Who is him? And why do they have eyes that glow like her? Because this isn't this isn't the kind of thing where there's some sort of big explosion of power and suddenly all these characters have powers or something like that. Every single one of these characters has some sort of different origin as to what their power is, if they even have a power. So Nico right. gets her Nico gets her staff. Um so she has power. Gert has a you know connection with old lace. Um you know and Molly got her power from the the rocks or whatever that her parents were were uh studying when the explosion happened that killed them. Other than Carolina and Molly, everybody else has sort of like um implements, you know, things they use to focus their power you know, with um, the one kid. It's the, it's the fisticuffs the fisticons, and yeah. the fisticons and uh, with Nico, it's the staff and old lace and, and, and Alex is his brain, I guess. He's smart. So, but yeah. He's smart. But is he? <laughs> some days he's, some days he's less smart than others. Some days he's just a typical boy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember being a teenager and I remember my parents being so frustrated and, and literally yelling at me, how can you be so smart and do such things? You know, like that aren't, and I, I see it now. Like I've worked with teenagers for a couple decades now, and I have teenagers of my own now. And I'm just like, how can you be so intelligent and so thoughtless at the same time? You know, yep. and that's Alex here. So, uh, okay, so everyone's waking up, and Nico is intent on everyone practicing at nine because they all agreed to. And she annoys everyone. She calls Alex. She uh, waits in Molly's room when Molly comes in from her extracurricular activities. She wakes up Chase and Gert. They've been up talking all night about really boring things. And then Gert says, Well, maybe it's mostly me talking. But bottom line, they're going to practice. And Alex isn't there. The others are not exactly happy about doing it. And Carolina, she's been practicing and she shows off. And then Chase shows off because he's been practicing, too. And he knocks over a dummy and accidentally lights it on fire. And then Nico puts it out. And then in the middle of all this, Gert has a painful reaction to not having her meds. It's not going great. It's not going very well at all. Um uh, Chase uses his fistigons against Nico because she tells him to, and she puts up a shield and it gets blocked. And then she, he does it again. And she does the same thing with the staff to put up a shield and it doesn't even happen. And she gets hit by the fisticons and it's not going great. And they need, they need the practice. And they argue about Alex not being there. And they talk about how they, they don't they need a plan. They don't they don't have a plan. It's almost like they need something to bring everybody together. Something or someone. Or someone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they need a, a MacGuffin of some sort, maybe. So anyway, it's it's bad news on that front. And Nico is frustrated. In fact, I think it's really kind of funny. Um not that she gets hurt when he hits her with the fistigons, but she told him to do it. He does it. It hits her. <laughs> she goes after him. Like she has um, violence in her eyes as she goes after him. And and guys, it's not just guys who are dumb <laughs> and do <laughs> and do very thoughtless things. You ladies can do it too. Yeah. No, it's true. It, it's 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 and I'll I'll go as so far as to say it's not just teenagers. No, I mean, there are there are moments now where I find myself yelling at me. <laughs> like, how, how can you be so smart and so dumb at the same time? Um, you know what it's called? It's called being a human. Yeah, probably. Probably. I imagine there are some humans out there who who aren't like that, though. Only no one. So. What's Alex up to? Alex. <laughs> Alex is working for Darius. Alex is playing dominoes with Darius. And Alex is playing kissy face with Darius's sister-in-law. 
And so he's teaching Alex about life and dominoes and he talks about dominoes. It's one of those things where, you know, you talk about chess or poker or whatever the game might be. And as you're talking about the game, it turns out you're actually talking about life. You know, sometimes you have to sacrifice this to get that. And is it dominoes? No, it's not just dominoes. It's life. It's life. You got to sacrifice the five for the 10. And it's ironic that Darius would say that because he's about to sacrifice Alex. What? I I thought Darius was a good, solid, upstanding kind of guy. You know, he is, but he's human. I think that might be the theme here for this episode is that humans do stupid stuff. They do. They do dumb stuff. Um, Darius has been contacting Jeffrey and Jeffrey and uh, Catherine are getting ready to go get Alex and they're packing weapons and they're packing passports. And it's not like they have like one passport that they would use. I mean, he was going through a bunch. He had a bunch of ones. I mean, he was, this is a thing that they had prepared for. And, and the, the passport that the camera lingers on is Alex's. Right. Darius comes with another job. It's another job he's got. And he ominously tells Alex that, Find out what it is when you get there. And you know, the impression that I got as I'm watching this scene where Alex gets in the car for this new job, I I'm reminded of um, any number of Garfield comics and, <laughs> and the Garfield Thanksgiving special where uh, John tricks Garfield into getting into the car and they're heading to the vet. And, you know, this, this is uh, Darius taking Alex to the vet on the trip he tells Alex to back off with Livy and then sends him into his next job, which is to go into an empty warehouse that's not empty because there's a car and it's Alex's dad's car and Jeffrey is waiting for him. And when Alex turns to go away from his dad, Darius is behind him and Darius is going to force Alex into the car with my gun. What? <laughs> <laughs> the trade is Jeffrey gives him the deed to the construction site. And then Jeffrey takes Alex, but they're not going home. They're going to get Alex out of there. So Alex calls Nico, lets the phone just sit beside him, and then he reveals what's happening. Where are you taking me, Dad? Well, son, let me explain to you exactly where we're going. (laughs) And Nico listens and hears, oh, wow, they're going somewhere. And so now the team has a mission. The team has a MacGuffin. It's Alex. The team has something now to put all their focus into, and they they all have a piece to play. They all use powers that they have or skills that they have, and they do it. They they get it done. They worked as a team. Is this the fight where we learn that she can only use the spell once? Yes, because <laughs> this was kind of cool. I like the way they discovered this. With uh, they they are going to hotwire the car that was in the mansion that's underground by Griffith's Observatory, but they um hotwire it by her using the staff to say spark, and then it causes a spark, and they're able to start the car. The car stalls out. They need to start it again, and she says spark, and nothing happens. So they figure it out, and she says, I think she says hotwire, mm-hmm. and then the the car is able to go. Here's the deal, Stuart. I like weaknesses and limitations for characters. Yes. Yes. Um, I, I know some people don't. And and I look at any number of people who create, you know, these super powerful characters in in their comics and stuff. And it's just like, wait, you know, I give them some weaknesses. Make it so that they aren't just all powerful. And you can do a good Superman story. But the thing about Superman is his, he has a weakness of kryptonite and he also has a weakness of sense of justice and righteousness, you know. And so those are the two weaknesses. And so you often have the bad guy, you know, being able to manipulate and I'm going to hurt this person over here and you can't allow that to happen. So that allows me to get away with the money, you know, or, or whatever. This here, I like I love that Molly has to fall asleep after she uses her strength. Um, I love that. We've got this weakness with with Nico, with this magic thing, because she could become almost all powerful if she could do everything all at once, you know, and and as many times as she wanted. 
Well, it also makes them try harder, too. So she can't just say spark anytime she wants to hotwire the car. She has to come up with a new a new verb it's, every single time. Or, or yeah, verb or noun or whatever. She has to come up with a new label. What's interesting about that, then, is because I was thinking about this. This is this brings up some really interesting um, hurdles to, to overcome. For example, would there be things you'd want to hold back on and not use? Because you'd want might want to use that later, like fly, right? You know? uh, how many synonyms for fly can you think of? Okay, soar. That's the next time. Glide. That's the next time. You know that kind of thing. It'd be really interesting to put this into some sort of like um, uh, tabletop role playing game, where your characters are constantly your players are constantly one upping you, one upping you, one upping you. Okay, so put this. You can only use the spell once. Ever. Then what you have, I see, is characters sitting there going, okay, I'm going to write down fly. I can only use that once. Mm-hmm. Thor, you know, uh, lava, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Launch. Launch. <laughs> That's when you'd have to use land with as well, you know. Right. Um, yeah, there, there's just some really, really interesting storytelling stuff that goes into that. I, I really find that just fascinating from a storyteller's perspective. I find it really interesting because I love Superman as a character, but I also find that when I create superhero characters, they tend to be um, low-keyed power characters, or they have a strange weakness or a strange way that they have to use their power. That's just where I'm attracted as as a writer. Um, but, you know, I, I love Superman. Don't get me wrong about that i i do and i think there's some really really fantastic superman stories out there i just know people complain about superman as he's not interesting because he's too powerful well i think superman was a time was a was a product of his times right when he was created no correct me if i'm wrong but he was when he was created he was created to be sort of the upstanding moral citizen right can do no wrong and it was a thing that people looked up to i don't know if you could create superman like he was created then i don't know if you could create him now maybe not i mean power wise though uh that's the whole able to leap a tall building in a single bound when i was a kid i never could get that because he can fly like and so in the in the tv show he can fly but they say faster than locomotive more powerful than a speeding bullet no faster than a speeding bullet more powerful than a locomotive able to leap tall tall buildings in a single bound of course he can because he can fly well that's because in the beginning he was super strong he had super strong skin and he was able to jump. He could jump high and he was just the perfect specimen of a human. And then you start getting to more supernatural powers with him that go beyond like just taking a human and making him more perfect to where he can fly. He has heat vision and, and ice breath, you know, and he can do anything. He can blow out a sun <laughs> with, with his breath <laughs> like he's holding his breath to get to the sun i'm I'm assuming because there's no air out there but he doesn't um, need air yeah if, somehow he's able to generate not just the strength to blow out a sun but enough air to blow out the sun <laughs> and so i just appreciate things like this where she has to work creatively in order to make things work and and that just for me is it's more satisfying Absolutely. It's more satisfying for me when characters have to work hard to get the success that they get. Absolutely. And I think that's the staple of the MCU, too. You know, the MCU has lots of characters who are just like this. They're they're flawed. I mean, Infinity War. How many times could that movie have ended? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I don't want to get into too many spoilers, but more often than not, that movie, um, that story was over but one of the characters was flawed and did something that they shouldn't have done or they couldn't control themselves or made a mistake that you know an honest mistake even but yeah. yeah yeah the team is coming together now too though and and this is a moment where <laughs> as bad as their practice went they do a pretty decent job working together here now granted the bad guy quote unquote that they were up against in this fight scene not superhuman. He had a gun and a car and it was just one guy. And so that kind of takes away a little bit from the success there, but 
But it was this kid's dad, too. It wasn't some random known face guy, right? It was this kid's dad. They knew this guy. So that's another thing they're up against is this kid's dad. Yeah. And it was a success against the pride. I mean, it right. wasn't the whole pride, but it was a success against the pride. Um, but like I said, I mean, it's it's like, all right, yay, you won the basketball game. Uh, the other team only had one player. Um, he right. was, he's really good, you know, great high school player. And so the junior high team was still able to beat him because there was, you know, five players plus a couple players on the bench, you know, who could get put in. And But it gave them a success. And this wasn't meant to be like a climactic battle. This was meant to be a climactic thing where they are overcoming the, the really, really poor use of their powers and abilities that where they just weren't able to do the practice at nine o'clock was awful rescue at five o'clock <laughs> a lot better so do you do you think they practiced between nine and five not too much because they <laughs> nico was pretty upset and she was the driving force behind the practices anyway and then you see chase and molly having their little conversation about gert where he's asking her for relationship advice so that was going on. I, I don't think that they did any practice in between time there. I don't know. Practice makes perfect. It does. That's all I'm going to say about that. So let's talk a little bit about Frank and Leslie. Frank is Carolina's uh, stepdad. Leslie is Carolina's mother. Mm -hmm. And they are having a little conversation at the, the Gibram uh, church. And she feels like he stole the church from her. Um. But he says, you know, I know that Jonah is using me, but I want to play this all out because I'm I'm using him to somehow get into a power play where I can get my family back because Leslie and Carolina are the only things that matter to him. And he'll do whatever it takes to get Jonah out of their lives. They touch hands and there might be a connection there. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um I'm not sure what's going to happen with this guy, with Frank, in this season. I have a feeling he won't be back in season three, not because of any spoilers, but because he, he was outed uh, as as someone who did some pretty poor things to another actress on another job. Not not in this, but um, he's not going to be doing any more, any more acting work anytime soon. And so I, th I have a feeling he'll be out. That was all after the season wrapped. So I don't think they're going to be able to write him out of season two. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, you can look into it and, and find out the details. I don't want to talk about the details here. I'll just say like nope. anything from the Me Too movement. The Me Too movement is happening because of people who did awful things to other people. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, it looks like there's a connection between him and Leslie. And Jonah interrupts them. He's suspicious, but she reassures him that she's given up everything to serve him. And so we find out that Jonah is running out of time and Victor is working on the device in the holodeck, uh, the, the device that Jonah needs to recharge, but it's not happening as quickly as he would like. Victor, not happy. Jonah, not happy. But Jonah contacts Janet, Victor's wife, and she's making a play too. She needs to talk to Victor alone and Jonah allows her. So she goes into the the holodeck of Victor's mind, which is a, um, a block, a city block from the 70s. And they have a moment and he says he's changed and he asks her to get him out of there. Um, but she says the box has to be made and she needs his help unlocking the alien language. He helps her. And gives her the key, the clue to um, unlocking this thing. And when she does, uh, it creates this virtual planetscape. Like, I don't know what that's all about. Uh, I'm not sure what she's looking at, but what I feel like we're looking at is a really awesome opportunity to do some world building mm -hmm. because we're going to find out potentially about the where, where, Jonah comes from. There's some really cool possibilities here. We're going cosmic. And seeing as how cosmic is sort of on the horizon for the MCU, it makes sense that that is a thing that they would do. 
Yeah. I mean, they're not going Ragnarok goofy cosmic yet, but who knows? Maybe maybe they will. Maybe. Well, the fact I mean, the fact that they have things out in space, I think is, you know, it's more than just the, this planet, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Well, and, and he's clearly OK. So I, I, I say clearly I might be wrong here. I feel like he's from outer space. He's an alien. That's the that's the vibe I'm getting. There is the possibility he's some sort of enhanced inhuman type character who lives on Earth but knows about space. That is a possibility that he's not an alien. But we have a ton of different alien cultures now in the MCU. Yeah. Uh, we have the Kree. We have all of the the alien species from Ragnarok. We have all the from Guardians of the Galaxy. We have um the observer character Enoch from Agents of Shield. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean we have all these different things that are possible things. And and here's another one. And I just it, it, I get excited when I'm thinking about okay, are how much are they gonna reveal about these aliens and and how much are you going to reveal about Jonah and where he comes from and who he comes from and why he's here? And and Carolina, you know, she's she's got the, the power and it's exciting. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Darius a little bit now. OK. When Jeffrey left Darius, he gave him the deed to the strip mall or whatever. Um some of the land, the land that uh, they had a falling out over. And so now Darius has what he originally wanted in the first place. And he only had to give up Alex to do it. So Jeffrey gives him a key card to a hotel room and says, go spend the day there, the night there, you know, have a good time. It's a taste of what's to come. And, you know, as you are going to get wealthy from, you know, the, the, the land that you have um, and treat yourself and treat Tam, his wife and, and the new coming baby. And so Darius doesn't go home. He goes straight to the hotel, calls Tam, tells her, come. Or I think he might have texted her. But anyway, he, he, he tells her, come to this place because we're going to have a fun time um, with food and a beautiful room. And he goes up to the room and Catherine is waiting for him right there. And she murderizes him. And then she calls detective Flores and Tam arrives at the hotel to see that there are police, there's a commotion and he's dead. And now he is linked to the killing of destiny. The kids are cleared because he takes the fall. Because Detective Flores is in the hands of the pride. I do not believe for one minute and and still don't even after I watch this episode that uh, Jeffrey did not know that his wife, Janet. No, not Janet. What's, what's her Catherine. name? Catherine was going to shoot Darius. You know, he gives him the key. Like, what else was? Why else would he give him the key? I don't know. Right, that, that's my that's my reasoning behind it. I mean, like, hey, buddy, I'm thank you for giving me my son back. But you know what? Here's a night at the Hilton. No, sorry. I don't know. I mean, because didn't Catherine say that that Jeffrey didn't know she was there? Yeah, I don't believe it. I don't believe her. I could go with it. Just because she is, you know, she's blazing the trail, you know, yeah. she's the one, she's got the plan. And I mean, it's as far as plans go, uh, other than the, the murdering part, uh, I mean, it's a good plan. It works. It, yeah. it, it gives, you know, and, and he asks, you know, what are you going to do? And she's like, I'm, or, or he says, what do you want me to do? And she says, I want you to do the same thing you did for Alex's father, you know, and that is to, take the blame for a murder for him, you know, and, and then not even lets him get out a word. And he's just, she's no. just like, I want you to take the blame. Pop, pop. Cause he's, you know? he's trying to talk her out of it. And, right. and she's just, I, I, I <laughs> this is my plan. I'm doing the plan, you know? 
Did you ever watch um, the first season of 24? No. Uh, David Palmer's wife, who uh, she was also on DS9. This is who this reminds me of. She's conniving. She's um, got her own agenda. I don't believe for a minute that Jeffrey uh, didn't know that Darius was going there to die. Okay. Well, we'll just have to, I mean, who, who, I, who would you trust here? Oh, nobody. Cause I mean, Catherine can <laughs> say that, but right. you know, she's, she's a murdering murderer who murders. So well, she's quite she's possible. Unreliable. She's a lying liar who lies as well. Yeah. Right. I would say any of the parents are unreliable, so it doesn't really matter, but except for one thing. And that is she has no reason to lie to him because she's going to murder him. That's true. Uh, There's no reason to hide anything from him. But yeah, it it doesn't matter. Dude's dead. (laughs) This is true. So back at the hotel, Alex is feeling bad. Nico brings him a peace offering. Dude, it's a Super Nintendo. It is a Super Nintendo. They they sit down, they put in Street Fighter 2. And I don't know how many college nights I wasted playing Street Fighter 2, I think on Super Nintendo. I might be wrong because it wasn't my game system, but. No, I actually looked this up. Okay. Super Nintendo did have a port of Street Fighter 2. It, it was out on that system. So it is very possible you played Street Fighter 2 on the Super Nintendo. I, however, only played it on the arcade. Okay. Um, I either played it on the street, on the street fighter, on the uh, <laughs> super Nintendo, or I played it on Sega Genesis. I didn't so, look up. Sega Genesis. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not sure which one I actually played it on because there is one room that we would break into and play um, Mario Kart when, when the other guys weren't, <laughs> weren't in the room. And then there was the other room that we would break into and play street fighter two. So that's, that's all I know. And, and this is, uh, larceny with Ben Avery. <laughs> is this what's going on? Yeah. Well, we had drop ceiling tiles, and so we could climb up into the drop ceiling and over the cinder block wall. Uh, you know, it was only on the third floor you could do this because on the second floor and first floor, you know, there was it was just the ceiling was the floor, you know, for the, the next one up. But on the third floor, there was drop ceiling, and I can tell you all sorts of stories about the shenanigans we would get to in the drop ceiling of our dorm, but uh, I'm not going to anymore. So <laughs> I think, I think we have to lose our clean rating for that one for those stories, Ben. No, no, we, we, <laughs> we were mischievous, but not malicious. That is what, you... that is what the vice president of the college told me when I was in his <laughs> office. So, um, yeah. Super Nintendo. <laughs> By the way, my aunt gave me her um, original NES, and it was all oh, yeah. it is in the original packaging, styrofoam. Wow. And it, it, it's amazing. It's Does it work? amazing. Yeah, I played it with my son the other day. Uh, she gave it to us for Christmas because she was cleaning out her her storage unit. And nice. Yeah, yeah. Only three or four games, but they were in the original packaging with the instructions. Whoa! Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was pretty awesome. Uh, let's talk about. Runaways, though, and that is that Molly goes out again. This is how we are, are going to end the episode. Molly goes out, and when um, she goes out, she finds the pimp again, and she roughs him up, throws a car. <laughs> like that's if you want to make someone, you know, if you want to intimidate someone, throw their car. That's some more life advice. Um, someone's watching her though. And I really thought that we were going to go to credits right there. <laughs> like, who is this person? Um, but no, we go back to the the mansion and she's caught and she lies. Uh, but then she tells the truth. And then she's been followed by a dude named Topher. Not to be confused with Venom from Spider-Man <laughs> 3. <laughs> okay. Yes. Venom from Spider-Man 3. Topher. Topher. Yeah. I got it. I'm there. Okay. All right. Topher Grace, if you... Yeah, yeah. The the actor. Yeah. So, pretty good episode. Yeah. 
yeah, I again, this is one of those things where I may not know exactly where we're going with this mm-hmm. whole thing. It doesn't matter. This is actually some pretty cool stuff. There's some good stuff going on in this episode. And mm-hmm. you got powers happening and you've got teen drama happening and you've got parent drama happening. And you you get the sense that I've said this before, but you get the sense that you're in good hands. Like, you know that you may not know where you're going, but you know that the train is cushioned and it's got a nice track and we're going to make it there on time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I uh, So I got a couple things in my notes. Uh, that I wanted okay. to, to jump into. One is actually feedback. All right. Well, Subject is runaways 203 double zeros. This is from Agent Dylan, uh, who typically signs off with his typical sign offs of hashtag trip lives. And also he's added the hashtag Ruby lives from Agents of Shield. But did you think about this? I don't think you did because you would have mentioned it if you had. And I didn't think about this. But he says, agents, Chun-Li. You know who played Chun-Li in the movie, right? Agent Dylan <gasps> signing off. Do you know? No. Do you was know it? who played Chun-Li in the movie? Was it May? Yes. That's fantastic. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and and I'm really sorry I forgot her name, but she was also the voice in Mulan. Yeah, yeah, it's it's Mingna. Uh, Thank you, Mingna Wen. Yeah, she played uh, Chun Li in one of the Street Fighter movies, and uh, guess who also played Chun Li in this episode? Nico. She wanted to play Chun Li. Good. And so. Um, you know Thank you, Agent Dillon. Well, you know what this means, Stuart. This is something we haven't done much lately, uh, but we've got to do it. I just have to. Okay. Be my guest. So I got my finger. I got my finger ready. My finger's about to come mm. down. It's about to press. Bye. Press the button. Here we yes. go. The new prize winner of the day. That's some good stuff right there. All right, Agent Dillon, you've your no prize is not in the mail. You will not be getting it anytime soon because you are awesome. <laughs> so, and you can put it right next to the other one that I think you've gotten before. I'm pretty sure he's gotten more than one. I'm not going to go through, you know, almost 300 episodes of <laughs> of our podcast to try and find out, you know, who had had the most uh, no prizes. But Agent Dillon, I mean, come on. Uh, there's no way we could not give you yeah. a, a no prize on on that feedback. There is other feedback about runaways from other people, um, but they tend to cover more than one um, episode. Uh, and so they, the feedback covers episodes we haven't talked about yet. So we will get to them. We promise. But um, yeah, and if anyone wants to send us any feedback about any specific episodes, uh, we will talk about those when we get to the specific episodes. But if you want to give us just generalized feedback, um, you know, just maybe to help us out in the in the subject line, you could do like um, uh, Agent 084 did, where his comment subject line was Runaways Rants 201 to 207. <laughs> so, so we'll, eh, when we get to episode seven, we will be talking about the rants from 084 but not not before then so let's see what else do i have my notes here everyone's lying to everybody mm-hmm. um jonah's password uh they found jonah's password by just putting in um universal mathematical equations that are easy to remember yeah so right. basically they gave the um the universal mathematical equation equivalent of using one two three four five six seven or password um or your pet's name like this this is what they did but it it worked and i liked it <laughs> didn't they use the quadratic equation i can't remember which equation they ended up on but they used a bunch of different equations i mean victor basically gave her a ton of different equations to use um as as an idea and and it worked well you know he's got a he's got a lot of stuff on his brain man 
He's got to remember that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're a alien who relies on um, this weird murder bed to give you energy, and you spend a lot of that time in a coma, you know, or or just in that you know 2001 uh, hotel bedroom, you, you you need to use an easy password. It's it's going to be interesting to find out what his backstory is. I kind of can't wait for that. I can't either. I hope it happens in season two. I don't want to go on too much longer without knowing something more about him. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about Alex and his place on the team. That's, that's kind of my last note here that I made for myself, but, um, (laughs) dude is going to have to do some, some serious makeup with these guys. You know, he caused a lot of trouble just because if he wants to remain on the team, well, where else is he going to go? I mean, I get the impression that he has to remain on the team now. Darius is dead. I don't know what that means for him and Livy, but generally speaking, if you cause someone's uncle or brother-in-law rather to be killed, um, you're, you, you know, I, I guess if you're in a teen drama or or even an adult soap opera, maybe that's not going to be cause for your relationship to break down. But in real life. This this is going to put a damper on the relationship, and he has nowhere to go. He has nowhere yeah. to go, no one to go to, and he's going to have to make it up to them. But I'm glad to see he's back on the team. I mean, it's a terrible way to have to be forced back to it, but I am glad to see him back. There, there's definitely a rift there that is going to need some mending. Yeah. Uh, can I tell you my favorite line from the whole episode? <laughs> Is, um, I think this was, uh, I'm pretty sure this was, uh, Jeffrey and Catherine. And he says to her, you look upset. And she says, good. That means my face is working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good line. That's uh, the best line of the episode. Uh, that's the best, best zinger, best zing. I don't know. There's a really, really good one. Which one's that? that? I'm just, well, I'm sure you'll. It'll be said later on. So we're going to talk about Topher post-credit and what he what happens to him in the comics and okay. what he is in the comics. But we will play the spoiler organ before I say anything that might be a spoiler. I don't see how well, – I'll just uh, – yeah, we'll do it in the we'll – do it post-credit. We'll, we'll do it post-credit. Just, let's just be on the safe side with this one. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean he's a different character. I'll, I'll put it this way. Mm-hmm. He is a very different character in the comics than he is in this um, by his nature. Mm-hmm. Okay. All that said, Stuart, any final words? No, just wanted to say thank you to all of our listeners. And if you're a Patreon supporter, thank you a lot. Yeah, thank you so much. And I just have to say, um, I when you do a podcast like this, it takes a very specific specific skill set and and part of that is just obscure knowledge you see when you podcast you need to be one of those people where knowing the things that most people i I wrote it down wrong knowing the things that most people don't care to know about is kind of my thing you got to be one of those people who ben what i think you need to work on your taglines Thanks once more for listening. You've heard us. Now we'd love to hear from you. Just go to welcome to level seven.com slash feedback to contact us through our website. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling one seventy seven fifty five level seven. You can also join the conversation by liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash welcome to level seven, or by following us on Twitter where we are level seven pod. Welcome to Level 7 is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast, get productive in your personal and professional life, theorize over TV shows, laugh at our clean comedy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews, and more at noodle.mx. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, Godspeed. Hey, Stuart. Hey. Uh, 
have you seen Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse yet? No, but. And scene. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's out of my theaters. And unfortunately, there's not going to be a chance to see it until it comes out on home video. All right, all right. But as soon as it does, I will be watching it. Hey, uh, so news item. Uh, we don't so, we don't talk about news in the main episode body, but we do talk about it a little bit in post credit. So before we talk about Topher, uh, real quick, interesting news item came up. Anthony Michael Hall is joining Shield season six. We don't know why, we don't know who, but I'm sure he's going to be in detention at some point. <laughs> and we are all going to get a lesson on on how different we all are, but we can still mm-hmm. get along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a Breakfast Club reference, kids. Go go watch that one. Although, I'm not sure how well it holds up. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Yeah. So, uh, okay. if you do, if you are interested in spoilers, um, I'm not sure how much truth there is to what I heard. But um, if you look up the Anthony Michael Hall news item. Uh, you know, just look up. I'm assuming Anthony Michael Hall, Agents of Shield. They also list two other cast members who are listed in some sort of super secret casting that this website got exclusive, um, an, an exclusive access to. Uh, they are spoilers, and so we don't really do spoilers on this show. We do conjecture, and we do, um, you know, what what can we you know, from the, what the episodes give us, what, what can we figure out? But, um, we generally speaking, don't talk about spoilers and spoiler casting, but there are two characters, um, that they say got are are cast in season six as well. That, um, represent a pretty cool spoiler to me. At least one character does. The other is a just cool spoiler. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, you have to do your homework or listen I mean, I guess I don't want to send people away to other podcasts because they do spoilers, but that's that's another way of doing it. So, I, I, do you want to put the the link in the show notes there, Ben? That way they can just click on the link and read it for themselves. Ah, uh, that might work, Stuart. That's just that's just crazy enough. That just might work. <laughs> you know, I've been listening to these podcast things for a long time now. Yeah. Um. So you want to talk about Topher? Yeah, let's talk about him. Okay, so Topher in the comics, and this is not a spoiler. Um, Topher in the comics is a vampire. <laughs> so he is straight up old school vampire. And he meets the uh, the runaways because he and two uh, adults are holding up a convenience store. And the... Uh, Topher lies to the runaways that those two adults are his parents. And so he's also a runaway, but Hmm. um, he gets in their good graces because he's like them, you know? And, and then I think at this point I would play the spoiler organ to talk about, you know, what happens to him. But um, I'm very curious where they're going to go with this character. I know he's not a vampire. There's no way that Runaways is going to be where we introduce vampires into the MCU. I, I think, uh, although, I mean, they they introduced Inhumans and in, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. instead of in a movie like they had been planning to do. But, I mean, if they're going to ex- introduce vampires into the MCU, it's it's going to be Blade. It's going to be Blade, Blade yeah. in. And it might be Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but if it's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it's because Blade and if it's a movie, it's because Blade. And if it's a Netflix series, it won't be because Netflix. But um, and yeah, I can't imagine it being a uh, Disney streaming. Maybe, maybe Blade could do that if, if they're not going for the R rating. Um, maybe, but yeah. So if they're going to introduce vampires, it's not through random kid. <laughs> In Runaways on Hulu. Yeah, I mean, unless they do it in such a way that that it could not also not be a vampire. You know what I mean? Yeah, like a space vampire where it's an alien 
but his powers are kind of vampire like and he also needs people's life force or or lifeblood or, or whatever so so now you're describing Jonah actually <laughs> It's true. Wow. So, huh. so can, <laughs> Blade can show up in at the end of Runaways, and all he does is kill Jonah. Done. Solved. <laughs> I'd watch this. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Maybe they'd introduce vampires in Runaways, but it's going to happen with Blade. Like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm stuck on that. Like, if vampires are going to happen in the MCU, is because, say it with me, everyone, Blade. 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 Okay. Oh man, if if there wasn't so much MCU stuff going on, I would say we need to do a Blade retrospective. Cuz those movies not great, but they're not great. <laughs> they're not great in all the right ways. And Guillermo del Toro, that's That's true. Yeah. That's true. Well, you know, put him on the put him on the watch list. You know, sooner or later we're going to run out of stuff to watch. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> no. We're not. We're not. Uh, Ninety and talking about this. <laughs> My voice is going to sound the same though. So I'm going to play the spoiler organ, and then we can talk a little bit about what happens to Topher in the comics. Uh, but because of what I just said about him being a vampire uh, in the comics, I there's no way that what actually happens to him in the comics is going to happen to him here because it's very specifically blade uh, blade related. No, vampire related. <laughs> it's not blade related. So play the spoiler organ here. If you don't want to hear the spoiler, have a great whatever time of the day it is for you. Afternoon, evening, morning. Have a great day, night. Uh, and we'll we'll talk to you later. Next episode will be Runaways episode four. Adios. Spoiler organ now. Spoilers. Spoilers. So, Stuart, what happens to him in the comics, he's only in the comics for like four or five issues. Okay. And he reveals himself as as a vampire, and he actually fights them and defeats the team. Uh, the way he gets destroyed is by trying to drink uh, Carolina's blood. and And her blood is not edible. <laughs> so, that's... That's that's what happens. Uh, okay. And so I I don't know if this means that he is destined to die. That's why I'm I'm I want to be careful if he's destined to die in the show. Mm. Um, you know, and I'm I'm so I'm guessing not going to happen in the same way. Um because I again doubt he's a vampire, but um it is a possibility that he dies in the show. But he could make a move against Carolina and it backfires on him and he does die that way. Yeah, it could be interesting. It could be. It could be. Um, I'm I'm just curious, how are they gonna MCU him? It's a verb we haven't heard in a long time. Yeah. It's always in the back of our mind though. It is. And and I would be interested to see how they take that character and, and change him into something that plays well with the runaways. Yeah. But I think it's fun that they're diving into the runaways lore from the comics mm-hmm. and, and using him. Um, How often did the runaways lore and the rest of the six one six interact? Uh, quite a bit. I mean, they were always talking about the Avengers and um, talking about, you know, our parents are our Dr. Doom, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, so it's not like they, they didn't mention the six one six, you know, and they, and they did team ups um, with, with different characters. Uh Cloak and Dagger were the probably the biggest first team up, but yeah, I mean they they were very clearly and obviously in in the six one six. They were in that universe, just in their own corner of it because they were kids dealing with low level uh, villain bad bad guy parents. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays with the great the larger MCU, if at all. Yeah, yeah. We did just watch an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where it was one of the first times you saw pretty prominently Roxxon in, in the show there. Oh, yeah. 
that, that's been fun to to see that. But I, I I am waiting for a little more connective tissue with this season. But yeah. well, keep waiting there, buddy. Keep waiting. I will. All right, that's all. Thanks, man. Thanks. Talk to you later.